Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you. I hope you had the merriest of Christmases. I know ours was just so good. Like every part of it was so fun. We had uh, like a series of a few days, which kind of was nice to spread the festivities out. It made it feel just more special and it always goes over, gets over so fast. So it was, it was perfect. So I had a great time. I just took down the Christmas decorations last night. We still got to get the tree down. But besides that, we are on our way to the new year. We're heading out of town for a few days. So we wanted to come back to a clean um, Christmas free house. I, it was kind of bittersweet this year. I wasn't like fully ready to take it down, but I am ex- excited to start the new year and to dive into all that is happening and it's going to be a lot. So I'm excited. I hope you are too. And that's actually what all of today is about is if you know me, you know, it's my favorite, the new year and getting to prepare and think about what is ahead and dream and reflect and all the good stuff. So today I am just going to share with you five tips to preparing for the new year. And I hope that this will help you be ready. I know if you're listening live time, it's just a few days away. So, um, you know, even if you're listening to this in the new year, you can uh, start a new year every day. I have a whole episode about that from last year. Uh, let's see what episode is that. It was called Every Day is a New Year, I think. I think it was episode either 160 or 161. Every day is a new year. So (laughs) whenever you're listening to this, you can uh, just start this now. Um, But for those of you listening lifetime, I just want to give you some pointers on as we're entering this new year, what we can look for. And, uh, you know, if you've already passed that, you know, January first mark. Another way to look at it too is uh, when the kids go back to school. I know that's for us moms, such a big marker. And so, you know, that could be your new year. So wherever you're starting this, uh, this will be for the next days ahead of you. Uh, So get excited and let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, excited to dive into one of my favorite topics and talk about the new year. New year means new dreams. It means a fresh start. It means hope and freedom. And I don't know, in my head, the new year just is so filled with possibility. Like now, again, you go listen to my episode 160, uh, all about how to make every day a new year. And that's great. And we absolutely can do that. But there is something about the moment as we all collectively as a um, country and a lot of other countries, I know not every country, but um, so many of us on this planet, we all collectively start a brand new page together. And that is significant, right? That is uh, this moment that all of us are in unison and saying, okay, the past is gone. 
it is done. And now we're moving on to what's ahead. And I just think it's such a, a good moment to utilize for our growth. Now, again, we can do this any day and every day, and it, it's not uh, exclusive to this New Year's time. But like, if there's already momentum going on around us, like, let's catch catch that wind. Like, we want as much momentum and speed forward as we can get. And so, I think utilizing that that. I don't like the word energy. It sounds so new agey, but um, like motivation, that that excitement, let's call it that, um, to help us move forward towards what we know God has waiting for us, the hope he has waiting for us, the the growth he has waiting, the dreams, the, the goals, all of these good things that God desires for you and that you, I hope, desire for yourself as well. Um, and that's, for me, why I love this is because I know as, as good as last year was, the best is always yet to come. The, the things that God has for us only get better and better. doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges and hard things in there, but if we stay connected to him, he's going to continue to utilize all things bad and good for our good. And so the more that we pursue him and spend time with him and follow the God-given dreams on our life and, and work on healing like so many us of us are doing on this podcast. And that is when things continue to get good. So get excited with me. <laughs> I want to help you just uh, catch some of that that momentum I've got and we can do this together. Um, and if you are one of those people that struggle with the new year, maybe you're thinking, um, you know, it's just, is it really going to be any better? Or maybe you are excited and you're ready to make some changes. Whatever category you fall into, I do want to take a minute and invite you into the Healed Mama Academy. This is a place where it's all about the new year, right? It's helping you form a whole new self so that you can become who you were created to be. I provide all of the tools that you need to get healthy so that you can show up in every relationship as as the person God has called you to be. Now, it takes a lot of work. It doesn't just magically happen as you watch the videos. Like it, it takes intentionality and time. However, I provide you with a map to getting to that place. And again, we're not going to be perfect until we reach heaven. However, there's a lot we can do while we're here. There's a lot of healing, a lot of growth, a lot of freedom. And I want to help you step more into that this year. Uh, it's a lifelong process and I'm still working it out, but there's so much waiting for you. And one of the best ways to grab a hold of that is to have a coach in your life, is to have someone that's speaking into you um, personally, uh, teaching you and helping you take those next steps because we can figure some stuff out on our own and reading books and podcasts is great. However, having someone to like hold your hand through it all is a whole other level of growth waiting for you. So let me be that person for you and come join the group of women that are courageously pursuing healing with everything they have. And um, I just would love to see you over there. So come apply. I can't wait to walk with you through this year. It's an entire year process that you get access to the group coaching calls every week for the next year. Um, and it also comes with video and worksheet content to work through at your own pace. And I just would love to learn your story and be there with you. So come apply at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I just can't wait to see what God might want to do in your life this year. So hope to see you there. But as we, um, you know, begin 
the year, I have five things that I was reflecting on that I wanted to help encourage you as you step into this new year. So let's jump into it. The first one I have, and this is this might sound silly if you're like so excited about the new year, wanting to leave the holidays behind you, but I think this is important, <laughs> at least for me in this season my family is in. This is important. So this is number one, write down all of your Christmas traditions and have a master list for food. <laughs> okay, so before we dive too deep into the new year, we have to start with the this year. And for us, I know we are in a season where our family is kind of still being established. You know, my husband and I have been married for seven and a half years now. Um, it'll be eight in June. And then, you know, my oldest is five years old. Um, you know, my, my third just turned one. So, you know, like while we've been establishing it for a while, you know, we just keep adding new kids in. we got a new home. And so there's so much we're trying to figure out. And our kids are just kind of getting to an age where they're really understanding more. They're able to participate in more things. And so a lot of our traditions are just getting established. So maybe this isn't applicable to some of you that have older kids and you've really figured things out. But maybe it's for anyone that isn't super organized or every year you're kind of starting things from scratch or whatever that looks like. So if that's you in some capacity, you're disorganized, you're trying to establish things, just take a minute and put a note in your phone. I love, I'm always using uh, Apple notes for everything because it's so easy to search. It's always there. It's on my computer and my phone. So put it in there, label it something you're going to remember, Christmas traditions, whatever it is, and write down all of those traditions that you want to establish as well as a master list for food. So <laughs> that's part of us too, is we have been trying to figure out, okay, for each part of the, each ho- like each part of the holiday, what are we going to eat? right? For Christmas Eve, what are we going to eat? For Christmas morning, what are we going to eat? For Christmas night, what are we going to eat? Because one of the best ways to not have to like stress to make it special is to have traditions in place so that you can just go to that and, and it feels special then because it's a tradition. So even if it's something that's, you know, not like, because sometimes thinking of like, what's a special meal feels overwhelming and you know, it just doesn't make sense. But when you just establish a, tr- a tradition that makes it a special meal, you know, I'm not talking to all of you here. Some of you have family traditions you've carried down and you don't have to figure this out. But for us, we're in the midst of this. So whoever I'm speaking to, be blessed. Um, and so that way, when you go shopping, you already have the master list ready and you can get it all at once. <laughs> that was us this year. I went out shopping Christmas Eve, I think, and got tons of stuff and forgot about Christmas, big breakfast on Christmas morning. And so I didn't get any of that. So we had to take another trip Christmas day to the grocery store. So, oh, we are figuring things out over here. So this is why I share that with you. Um, If that's you, go do it right now. Take a minute, get ready for the next year. You're going to thank yourself next year. And you can even do this if you're not sure like what your traditions are, you know, go spend a few minutes minutes uh, reaching out to family or friends and asking them their traditions or researching ideas for traditions. And I mean, obviously there's more than enough tradition ideas out there with social media. So <laughs> filter yourself, um, but go in and establish those so that next year you're not trying to last minute scramble to figure out what you're going to do. Okay. Moving on, because I know that's not all of you there. But number two, this is is for all of you, is process the last year. 
This is such a vital step. In order to heal, in order to grow, in order to move forward in any capacity, we have to first process where we're at. And that includes looking back and looking through what just happened. (laughs) What was the whirlwind of 2023? What are the things that went on? And I have some specific questions to think through. Um, But this is just so vital because if we don't know where we're starting from, then it's really hard to know where we're headed. Um, we're not going to really, it's like we have to calibrate ourselves. You know, um, I'm trying to think of what you calibrate. There's certain things you got to calibrate. I don't know, thermometers. <laughs> what if people calibrate? But you know, if you don't calibrate, what am I thinking of? A scale? If you don't calibrate it, like a baby scale, that's, you know, that's, I think what's in my mind, right? If you have a baby scale, if any of you ever use those, we had one because we had so many breastfeeding issues. And so you got to, I'm sure for any kind of scale, this is true, but this is where the, the scale that I did it on, you have to calibrate it, right? You have to make sure it goes back to zero. You have to um, set it so that your the weight you're taking next is accurate. That was a lot of talking just to figure out the word calibrate. But that's the same is true. You've got to, before you move into the new year, in order to to prepare goals and dreams and and vision and and trajectory that you want to run on, you've got to recalibrate yourself so that you're starting at zero. So you you know where the last year ended, like the weight that it ended at. (laughs) So you can, you can weigh out the next year. It doesn't work perfectly, but we're going with it. And so take some time to do this. And some of you are automatically doing this and you're great at it. And some of you are avoiding this like the plague because it was painful. And it's a reminder of some hard things you went through, or it's a reminder that you're still in the same place, or it's a reminder of just how maybe miserable your life feels right now. And I know for all of us, even if the whole year isn't that way, there's going to be some moments that are that way, some goals that we didn't accomplish, some dreams that didn't, aren't fulfilled, maybe some um, things that happened that were unexpected and just are heart-wrenching. And so thinking about all of that, it hurts and it's heavy. And I know, depending on your personality type, some of you don't even want to dip your baby toe into that. Like avoidance, avoidance, avoidance is all you want to do with that. But the thing is, if we try and avoid this stuff, we can't move forward. It, it, it sticks us there. Like, um, you know, it makes me think of, you know, when I've lost some friends in the past and, you know, I've, I've shared some of, about this in some episodes about grief recently, and I haven't lost anyone super close to me. So I know some of you, it's, it's a lot bigger what you've had to process, but I just know when I've, I've been in those moments, I know I can feel it in my spirit or when I had my miscarriage for that matter, I knew I had to start with what I was feeling. I, I, part of me wanted to just jump to the hope. Part of me wanted to just bypass the pain, bypass the discomfort, bypass the sadness and just dream for the next baby and see what God was going to do. Right. And, And just get to that. And that those things are good. And we do want to go there, but we first have to wade through the discomfort through all of those thoughts of darkness and sadness and like the loss, right? I had to think through how I was sad that this baby that had a birthday in my mind already, this baby girl, like that I wasn't going to get to meet her on earth and that that birthday now was gone. And I had to 
think about how I wasn't pregnant anymore. And, you know, there's just so many layers. And so, but it, and it hurts, but all of that is already in you. And so if you don't pause to go there, it's going to affect you. It's going to taint what's next. And you're not going to be able to one process it. It's almost just like you have to wade through the mud to get to the other side. Like if you're going on a journey and you're trying to get up this, this mountain and there's a swamp area and you want to just try and like go around it, but all other paths that try and get around it will never lead to the top of the mountain. The swamp is very encompassing. <laughs> trying to make my analogy work. But this the swamp is essential to get to the top of that mountain, to get to where you know you're called to. And you can try your whole life trying to get around that swamp and find another path and find a way around it. But we know the only way to the top of the mountain is through the swamp. And so you've got to let yourself go there. And if, if you feel like you can't do that safely, bring in a friend, bring in a therapist, bring in a pastor, a leader, so they can support you in that. But you've got to go through the swamp first. And then as you go through that swamp, you're going to feel it all. You're going to think it all. You're going to get through it all. And then on the other side, as you do that, God is also going to use that to help you grow to help you learn, to help you see what you need to remember as you move forward. Uh, because maybe it's not a, a loss that you've had. Maybe it's a mistake you made. Maybe it's a series of mistakes you've made. Maybe it's looking at the reality of where your marriage is at and, and the anger that you've poured, at, like essentially poured po- poison into your marriage because of your anger. Or maybe that's in parenting, whatever that's at. Like you've got to be able to look at it so you can learn from it and grow from it and and use that to move you forward. So whether the year was good or bad, we've got to look at it first. So some things to think through. Um, The first thing I, again, like to think through is Christmas. Um, I know that sounds, you know, some of you are just so ready to be done with it, but Christmas can be a big deal. Like a lot of us look forward to it all year long and, um, if, if you take just a few minutes to process that part of it and, and how it went and like if you have bad feelings about it, why do you have those bad feelings and thinking through like what happened that led to those and, and is there a way to change it for next year and, and, and grow in that or change things up? So reflect on that first because it just happened and then think through the rest of the year. And so a few ways to do this is to first of all, write down a master list of wins. So I know this is a different direction than I was just talking, but this is part of the processing. So part of processing is looking at the hard stuff, the bad stuff. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute. But another part of it is looking at what good stuff happened. What did you accomplish? How did you grow? What great things, great moments occurred? And this is equally essential as the the hard stuff, because another thing that happens is we as humans often are reaching for these goals and working so hard to attain them. And this subconscious thing happens that as soon as we attain those goals, like the moment, the second we attain it, we move the horizon line that we're aiming for higher. So we never feel like we actually hit the horizon. We never hit the goal. We feel like we're always searching and, and, and aiming higher and, and working and striving more. Like we, we never often many of us never take the time to acknowledge our progress. And I've been talking about this a little bit with you because a lot of this comes from the book, The Gap and the Gain, which I highly recommend. Um, But in order to 
actually grow the most, we have to take account of where, how far we have come because otherwise it leads to just like hopelessness, desperation. We feel like we're always working and always striving and always trying, but we feel like we're never succeeding. And that feeling of failure and hopelessness doesn't actually help us, help motivate us, help us grow. It just leads us to depression and anxiety and discouragement. The more we feel like failures, the less we want to try, the less we have energy to try. But the more we feel like we can do this, look how far I've come, look what I've done, look what good has, has been there, it, it propels us forward. And so we've got to also take account of all of those good things. And I, I can feel this too, like, you know, looking at some of the things I've been working so hard towards this year at one of my big things was trying to be faithful in all the little things and trying to get systems and routines in place. And I've been reading books about it and taking courses on it and thinking through the lens of it. I feel like almost the entire year. And, you know, when I think about that, my immediate reaction as I uh, consider how far I've come is discouragement. I feel like I have so much farther to go. I failed in all of these different ways. I'm still struggling in these areas. And that's my initial reaction because I know my my next year is going to be focused on that. And so the fact that the next year is focused on that makes me feel like, well, this year must have been a failure. This year must have meant that I didn't make any progress. But as I, I did this, exercise and I made a list of all of my wins from the year and all of the good things that happened, I started to realize, wait a minute, actually, I I did a lot. I grew a ton. I, I gained a lot of systems. And, um, you know, part of this process too, and I didn't add this in, it's um, in another podcast. I'm going to give you some more podcasts to listen to. Where did I write them down? I'll um, give them to you in a minute. But one of the things you want to do as well is write as you're, as you're kind of reflecting on the wins and the losses and all of that is to take account of where you were when you began last year, like form a picture. Where were you? What were you doing? What did your life look like? What did your family look like? How old were all of your kids? Because this is so essential because one of the things I forgot to think through is that last year, I had a brand new baby, a little newborn. Um, my son was one and a half or not one and a half, a month and a half old, my third child. And that's a lot, you know? And I didn't think through how that was this continuing factor in this whole year where, you know, I'm having to nurse him around the clock and I'm, you know, trying to navigate having three kids. And, you know, when he's crying, I have to go attend to him and he's not as independent, not near as independent as my older kids. You know, it's, it's a lot of work and naps were super spotty for a long time. And, you know, there's just so many factors that I didn't think through about, you know, if I feel like I didn't make as much progress as I wanted to, that's, that's a thing I need to factor is what is the reality of what life looked like? So that's one of the things you want to do as you're writing down your wins and losses. But, you know, as I looked through, okay, the reality of the situation, and I started listing out all the progress I've made on my routines and my systems and trying to get organized and be faithful in the little things, I I saw like, wow, there was a lot of progress. Like, um, you know, silly example, and it's not the fullness of what I'm aiming for, but 
I got my bedtime routine super honed in and I now love my bedtime routine and it makes me feel so excited to go to bed and I feel so at peace and it's um, just such a blessing in my life and it helps me go to bed on time more often, (laughs) not always perfectly, but more often because I, I look forward to it. So, you know, there's like little things like that amongst many other things that I made progress in. So make sure as you're writing down that master list of wins and progress, you are giving yourself credit for all of those like micro steps, right? Maybe the, the big goal is, you know, an easy one to run a marathon, right? And so maybe you look at your year year and you're like, well, I didn't run a marathon and I'm not there. Okay. Well, did you start running more? Did you go for longer runs? Did you, um, uh, start planning more? Like what, what progress did you make? Did you figure out the best running shoes? Cause the other ones were hurting your feet. I don't know. Like what progress did you make? Did you figure out the best diet to, to, for preparing for a marathon? I'm not a runner, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what these things entail. It's just like a clear, clear way to explain this. So make sure you're writing down that master list of wins, some ways to do this. Um, and this idea I got, Generally, I will like look at the progress I made on all my goals. So I'll look back at my goals from the last year and I'll, I'll write down the progress I made. But I also got this idea this year from um, the coach, my podcasting coach, Stephanie Gass, and she talked about going through. So if you have the Horatio Planner that I use, and I know some of you also use, um, every month in the Horatio Planner, there is a list of wins from that month that we write down throughout the year. And so what she does is she goes back through all of those and makes a master list for the the whole year. And I loved that idea. And so I did that and it was so cool to look back and see all of these things that happened, all this progress I made, all of these things I forgot about, all of the progress I've made in other areas that weren't like on the forefront of my mind, for example, speaking, like that was not something I had planned to do. That was not something that was, (laughs) I I thought was going to be part of this year, but it was a big year of speaking. And so like remembering that, like that was a huge growth area that I didn't even factor into all of this. So all that to say, make a master list of wins. So if you have the Horatio Planner, go back and, and take all of those wins from each month. If you don't, that's okay. Some ways to kind of trigger your memory is one of the things I do is I go back and I look through my calendar and my Apple phone. And if you Um, I don't know if you use your calendar in your phone or if you have a calendar somewhere with just different events, right? Like maybe it's uh, for me, it was like speaking events or uh, dates with friends or dates with my husband or events with the kids, or I'm trying to think of what other church things that are in there. And it just helps jog your memory of what are the things that happened. Another way to do it is to look through your pictures month by month, and it'll help you remember some of the events that happened and some of the things. Um, So Make sure you spend some good time doing that. Okay, um, the next part after you make that master list of wins, this is when we got to process some of it. So then we need we need to write down what wasn't working or what was hard. So think through the year, and some of these might be really fresh on your mind. You're like, I know what I'm going to write down, and some of these you might have to think through more. Maybe look through your goals from the last year and what what was difficult about accomplishing those, what didn't go well. And just spend some time looking through all of that, being honest with yourself. This might be bullet points of just listing things. This might be um, 
paragraphs because you're processing, or maybe you need to make the bullet points and then you need to take this list and go into your time with God and journal about these, because maybe there are some big ones that you need to really process before you can set those goals for the new year. So that's the next one. And then number four, um, I like to do this kind of as I'm in this process is just start to like write down some ideas for goals or focuses I have in the new year. Often through this process, I'm like, Oh, I really want to grow in this area or, Oh, I really want to do this thing. And, and so just kind of start taking note of those. So you have some inspiration when you go to set those, those next goals. Okay. The third tip I have, and this is all kind of leading up to, you know, we all have to let write those goals and do those dreams. But number three is spend this week preparing. So whether you're listening to this live time and you're going to have a few days until the actual new year, or whether you're going to call when your kids go back to school, the new year, or maybe, maybe you're listening to this in the middle of the year and you're just going to pick a date a week from today and you're going to call it the new year, <laughs> right? We can start a new year any day. Uh, whatever that means, spend the week preparing. So what I mean by this is get out of your own way so that you can start the new year running. So I know when we're like wrapping up Christmas, it can be easy just to be in Christmas mode still, right? For some of us, I know some of you are like, had the decorations up like Christmas night and you're like so back to normal, but some of us aren't like that. I can, I can go either way. It depends on the day for me, but I know I also sometimes just want to stay in my PJs and just soak up the Christmas vibes and eat some more Christmas cookies and just kind of rest in that spot where I feel like I don't really need to do anything. And, and that's okay. Like enjoy yourself. We do need rest. We do need to slow down this time of the year. Like that is good. Spend some time just being with God, being with family, but also don't do so much of that, that when you try and start the new year, everything's a wreck. (laughs) Like your routines are off. Your house is a disaster. Everything is everywhere. You haven't been cleaning. You haven't been showering. I don't know how how deep you go into your Christmas mode. (laughs) I know I have days where I'm like, I don't have to do anything. No one needs to get dressed. Like we're all fine here. And so again, those days are fine, but make sure it's not every day like that until the new year, because then you're going to start the new year behind already, right? It's just like when we start a new week. I know for me, as I'm about to start the new week, I'm like, okay, laundry's got to be done. The kitchen needs to be clean. Like everything needs to be ready because otherwise we're going to start the week negative. Like the week is already intense. It's go every morning to school, like go, go, go. And so I don't want to start the week behind. So even more the new year, we don't want to start it behind. So, so give yourself a day or two and then get your butt moving and go and, you know, get the house back to normal, get it decluttered, like do some deeper cleaning so that you're kind of starting even fresher, right? Like maybe you got some new decor for your house, put it up, get that room set so that you can like start at high capacity, high speed to be running, you know, get the laundry done, all of those things, get all the toys, right? Toys, figure out where their new homes are whether it's in the kid's room and where do they live in the kid's room? Or maybe it's in the playroom. Do they fit in the bin where the other toys go? Make sure it's not overflowing. Do you need to get rid of some old toys? Like do all of that work before the new year begins so that you can focus on the bigger things that are coming. All right. The last two very quick things I will say is number four, get your goals or focuses for the new year ready. So 
I talked to you about this a while ago. I started this in November, so obviously we're a little behind now. Maybe that's a goal for you for next year. But start, you know, start reflecting on the year. Start all of this process. Obviously, you can't get your house. I mean, you could start in November with your house too, I suppose. Getting decluttered before Christmas, definitely something we try and do as well. But, you know, try and get your, your goals and focuses done before the new year so that you're ready again to run at the new year, like that you're ready to go. You're not, there comes a new year and now you're trying to figure out your goals and what you want to do. And then before you knew it, that, that momentum in the world is gone and you're like, ah, it's fine. And you just kind of let it go without really establishing what you want that to look like this year. So if you're able to like, just take, even if it's a night, you don't have to do like a whole crazy long process, like take one night this week and you know, sit down in front of the fire somewhere cozy and spend some time reflecting on the last year and spend some time establishing your goals for the next year. Now this can take a whole lot longer than just one night, but if that's all you have, then, then just be intentional with that and do that before you lose that momentum, because you're really going to have to figure out not only what are those goals and, and those focuses, but how are you going to do those? And I have some episodes on what that looks like, how to set those goals, how to set those focuses, how to kind of prepare so that you can actually run at those. And some of those episodes are um, 61, uh, episode 164, episode 166, and 167. Those last two, I think, are when I had uh, my friend Kiki Joe come on and she talked about her process for establishing goals and processing the last year. So that's a really great way to, to go about it. Um, the first ones are some of my processes that I do to set goals for the new year. So go check those out. I kind of do a mix of both of those now. Um, but just do what you can to, and it doesn't have to look like that. Those are just inspiration. It can literally be as simple as going through the, the process I told you about with processing the last year and then picking focuses in in each area of your life and figure out what you want to focus on, how you're going to do that, and when you're going to do that. And I go more in depth in, in episode um, 164 specifically, I think. So um, don't overcomplicate it is what I want to say. Don't let that be your excuse. You don't have time. You can't figure it out. Like just pick simple something and run with it. Next year you can build on it. All right. Number five, the last thing I want to say is do not overdo it all and do not let perfectionism in. So, you know, even when I'm talking about all of this, like for myself, I have to temper my ideas back when I'm thinking of like, oh, I want the house to be completely perfect before the new year starts. I want every space to be decluttered. And I have all these ideas. I want my business to be decluttered. I want this to be, you know, I, there's so many different things that I want to move forward. And when I start getting like that, I need, I, I take a step back and I take a breath and I'm like, okay, that's not all realistic. That's not all possible unless I don't sleep. And that's not happening because sleep is also a goal. <laughs> so what is doable? What can I do? You know, we're, we're heading out of town tomorrow. So, so what can I do? We're not going to be at home to be doing the, the physical things in our home. What can I do now so that when we come back, it, things are ready. What can I do? What can I save for when we're there so that, you know, I can do it on my computer when, um, the kids are napping at, you know, whatever. So scale it back. If you, if you think everything has to be perfect, you will end up failing because it's impossible for things to be perfect. And when we do that, 
we set ourselves up for failure because we just get discouraged. We just get hopeless because it's not perfect. And then we give up. So we've got to remove that black and white thinking. We're living in the gray here. Okay. So if you can't get your house perfect in time, that's okay. What's one thing you can do to help it be more peaceful so you can start the new year refreshed? Maybe that's decluttering the toys. Maybe that's doing the dishes. I don't, wherever you're at, like one little thing. Okay. And it's also okay if you're delayed. So again, if you're listening to this and it's too late, right? The new year passed. This momentum you're talking about, Brittany, is gone. That's okay. Again, just pick a new date and don't let the perfectionism and black and white thinking mess you up. Okay. That will always, always derail you. So make sure as you're thinking about the goals, as you're thinking about preparing, don't let all of those things get you to a place where you're starting discouraged. This is all about being excited and hopeful for the things that God has for you this year. So fight for that kind of mentality. Fight off that perfectionism. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for a brand new year, Lord. I pray that you would help every mama just feel hope and excitement and anticipation as she goes into the new year. I pray that you would give her everything she needs to just prosper and be filled with joy and hope this year, God. I pray you would speak to her, God, wisdom and growth and healing over the last year, Lord. And I pray you would give her dreams and visions for the year to come. God, we love you and we thank you for a brand new year that you're giving us. You're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.